Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm Elaine McNamara, the director of Greenville Smart and the executive director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. And once again, joining me today is the executive director of Greenville Smart, Mr. Breck Nelson. Hello, Breck. Good afternoon, Elaine. How are things going with uh, you? Uh, Going well today, just uh, dealing with the heat. Oh, yeah, it's a hot one today. Uh, Getting into the dog days of summer almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked last time about the physical structure of the Greenville Smart Center, or the Smart Center is what we're calling it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but before there was an idea of a, the actual center, I believe there was an idea of an initiative simply called Greenville Smart. Yeah, so the initiative of Greenville Smart, which is the purpose of the building, um, is actually twofold. The first part of that was an outgoing uh, focus, meaning into the community to develop the entrepreneurs and, and to help with small business and to revive rural our rural area. Uh, that's the first part of the initiative. And the second part was a reach back into academia, into the uh, Greenville University specifically, and the students there as a way to um, answer some of the questions that uh, higher ed is being forced to look at and to review as uh, they look to their future. So it's basically two, two parts coming into one program for expansion and the betterment of both. Exactly, because we're finding out that uh, the small community of Greenville and our university itself actually can have to coexist because both have a piece that is needed. So we're not complete without both pieces. Exactly. And we've talked a little bit about why Greenville Smart is different from other programs that might combine, I don't know, internships or, you know, where you've got college students working with local businesses. Um, Greenville Smart goes a little bit deeper than that. Exactly. So internships uh, are historically a student would come to school. They would sit and listen to classes and write papers and read books. And then eventually... uh, earn the right to apply for internships. Uh, And that model still works today, but students coming today uh, are looking for more. Uh, They're looking to, uh, they wanna know why they're learning what they are learning and how to apply it. So we wanna give the the students uh, that opportunity to not only participate in the lectures and uh, in the books and the research, but then to apply it into real life situations and circumstances, much like an internship was originally designed to do. However, most internships with students over a semester or two were more regulated into doing uh, filing papers and and mundane type of work. The grunt work, as they say. Because they were an intern. Right. Uh, Now we're trying to identify uh, actual instances in real-life circumstances through industry and business where there are real-life problems that need to be solved or real issues facing that these students can do the research and uh, apply what they're learning to directly. Uh, And that's pretty much what Experience First at Greenville University is all about. Experience First is an awesome model of this where a group of students uh, work on a uh, specific task for a company. Uh, Now what we're hoping to do is to take it actually an extra level where the 
individual student can learn applications and uh, gain life experience and service through areas of their personal interest. Right. And for those of you who don't know what Experience First is, because there's a lot of community uh, members out there listening, Experience First is a program uh, that the university puts on. Uh, It's a class, but it's more of a real world, and, and it is a form of internship. However, it's done in groups where the students mm-hmm. learn to work not only with a team, um, but it's a team of people, of students. And you would think, this this is what kind of blew me away. It's a small campus. It's a small university. They got groups of students together. A lot of them didn't know each other. Oh, that's exactly right. So you have a, a student in digital media working with an art student, working with an accounting major, and each has a unique set of skills and gifts, but they're finding out that they really need to rely on each other and their input that's valued to complete a task uh, that's set before them. Right. And that's another unique thing about it is not only are they in different majors, they come from different parts of the country and sometimes different parts of the world. And they're put together with sometimes local businesses, sometimes they're businesses outside of the Greenville area and um, with some nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Given a task, they have to work on it together. And what I like about it, it's not just an internship task. There's a meaning behind it. There's there's value that the companies right. need and hopefully recognize at the end. And many of them have. That's why many of our companies have experienced or with experience first have reapplied and participated several times. Right. And I know we've worked with um, some companies more than once. I, I really only was able to um, be a part of it this past semester um, the, in the spring semester. And we worked with uh, Marcoot was the project mm-hmm. that I worked on. You mm-hmm. worked with Entertech. Yes. Yes. So uh, with my group, it was more of a marketing project for a new product that Marcoot had put out. Um, the students loved it because, you know, they got to go out to Marcoot. You get to you know, meet the the family for one thing, who are wonderful, um, see how the whole production runs, how it started. And that was another thing I liked about it is the meaning behind the project or the meaning behind the business. Uh, these students got to find out why the business is so important, in this case, to the family. Exactly. Which was wonderful. And what, oh, what does our producer wanted me to tell people, what does Marcoot make? Marcoot. <laughs> Well, they make more than this now, but they're famous for making cheese. And what I love about their story is they had this family farm. It's been in the family for generations. And um, this generation that's running the business right now, they're the youngest generation, basically. Well, the youngest that are able to get up and go to work. There's some little ones out there. But their father uh, had daughters. The daughters went out in the world, went to college studied other things besides farming, got out there and were doing their thing. And their father said, don't worry, don't come back to the farm. We're going to have to sell it. It looks like, you know, it's just not making any sense anymore. The daughters came back and along with a friend of theirs that they, they grew up with, they turned things around. They started making cheese. It just took off like a miracle, basically. <laughs> and now not only do they make cheese, they're getting into ice cream. Um, you can, I mean, they distribute all over the country. I know that and possibly the world. I'm not sure. I, but if you go to their website, you will find a long list of places that have Marcoot products. And we worked on a product where they took the whey mm-hmm. from the cheese that they make 
and they turned it into a protein product that is now used by several professional sports teams. That's where it started. And now you can find it at Schnucks and Deerbergs and whatever. It's called Extreme Ice. And it's yeah. almost like an ice cream, but it's a more of a protein product. So they took something that was considered waste and made it important and made made something useful out of that. And that's a kind of another, I don't know, it's just a metaphor for how... It's a great thing. The, the Marcout Dairy and the Marcout Sisters are a great example of rural uh, entrepreneurs. Exactly. And what the beautiful thing about that in the university is we are able to come alongside of them and bring the, the knowledge and the helps from the university to the Marcout Sisters so we can help with the, some of their marketing, special marketing needs, where we have students that are developing some of this expertise and they can go along the side of them and assist. So that's a great thing a part of the, is part of what our initiative, Greenville Initiative is. Yeah, that's what I love. And another um, great byproduct of that Experience First project for that particular one is one of the students that was involved in this last marketing project for them now works for Marcoot. That's you just a never know. wonderful energies and <laughs> collaboration that, that, that can come together. It's fantastic. And, you know, the other pro- uh, projects we've worked with, um, people in the music industry, like uh, your your group was with Entertech. I mean, it, we've worked with Age Smart, uh, all sorts of projects. And just uh, the students have really, I believe they've gotten something out of each one. Oh, definitely. And so we want to take and capitalize on that, which is part of what the building and the entrepreneurial floor is all about. We want to take the students um, and startups now that need assistance with maybe marketing, maybe product research or or client development, uh, all kinds of different areas involving our art students, involving accounting, like we've already mentioned, and, and multiple others. And my experience first group, they actually wrote a jingle uh, that That's could be right. used for advertising. So it's taking our music students and uh, audio engineering students. And uh, we want to, again, put them in real life circumstances where there's deadlines to meet and the pressures and, and so forth um, to apply what they're learning uh, and not waiting till later when they graduate or right before graduation, but to involve this as they develop in their students and their career paths. Right. It's pretty amazing. It's an amazing program. And I had another note from the producer, wanted to know, how is SMART funded? SMART funding um, has been very complicated, (laughs) to say the least. We've had some wonderful grants from the EDA and the USDA as far as um, the building is concerned. Uh, The city of Greenville has also pitched in, and we've had some local businesses that have helped. Um, subsidize this. Uh, We are looking for individuals and other companies to come on board. Uh, We have naming rights uh, for the building and for certain rooms. Uh, We we are looking for participation because this is a greater initiative than just the university or the community of Greenville. Uh, It will reach far beyond that and it's a great groundbreaking uh, new way to view higher ed. And uh, it's really been um, wonderful to see the uh, response that we've received so far and the support as yeah, well. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I know uh, back in May, we had a group of people come into town, the Board of Trustees, uh, members of the Briner Board came to visit our town, loved it, of course. And um, we gave them a tour of the project, as some of them are donors. And I had the chance to talk to one of the donors um, who himself is has started a company that just exploded. Um, 
And I didn't even realize who I was talking to. And I'm not going to say his name because I, we, we could talk about that another time. But he had talked about how he had donated to the project as well. And I asked him why. And I thought it was pretty cool. It's neat to hear his story. He had come to Greenville, gone to Greenville College, um, met his wife here. <laughs> he loves this campus, this college, and this town so much that he felt... He just, it was, he owed it to Greenville to give such a large contribution to um, a project like this. You know, th- those stories are, are great. And I once had an older gentleman tell me who was very successful financially in life. And he goes, I never felt fulfillment in my financial success and what I built. Where I felt mostly fulfilled was when I helped others succeed along their way. And so we're not only looking for dollars, we're also looking for people who want to help uh, experienced business people to come in and mentor other startups. We're looking for um, people to come in with other areas of expertise in business, which happens to be a major focus because part of our initiative is to revive rural area, our rural area. And a lot of our industries have left. And we're saying, wait a minute, look at all these wonderful assets that we have and the stability and the values that are here. And uh, having people come in and share their experiences is a, an amazing way to help build some of the success. Oh, definitely. And what we found with experience first, getting back to that just a little bit, um, we talked about business being a big part of it. What I think we've found and what the students have learned from experience first, that whatever their major is, they have been able to adapt whatever school they are in here at the university, whether it's education, whether it's music, uh, sports management, biology, there is a way to incorporate that learning into not only helping other people, um, but into all the different businesses that we've exposed them to. They yeah. found their niche. They have definitely have, and they're learning that, like we've already mentioned, like audio engineering and accounting and even you know, nursing and education, that in today's in the industry, in today's market, it requires a broader, um, what I want to say, a, a broader view of this their specific area. Uh, industries are looking for people that are well-rounded, people of character, uh, integrity. And this is what Greenville University is all about. You know, our, our motto is to graduate students of character and service. And it's more than a motto. It's a directive that is followed through through their entire experience here. And why we're pushing that is because that's what industry is demanding and needs. So we want our students to be qualified, equipped, and experienced through their education so when they do enter the job force, they can enter it, uh, hit the ground running. Right. And we know that, you know, many of them will graduate from Greenville University and they'll go out in the world. But like the Marcoot sisters, maybe they'll come back here and maybe they'll have that warm spot in their hearts. Um for Greenville, as many of our alumni have had, and they'll come back and help Greenville grow and use their experience while they've been involved in programs like Experience First, while they've been on campus, while they've experienced just living in Greenville, and help this community to grow and thrive. That's the goal. That's the goal. And the thing with the uh, SMART initiative, we talk about the SMART building, and of course, it started before the building came into play, and it's not going to stop with a building. 
experience first is going to grow. Experience first. I mean, uh, or, or smart, the smart Greenville initiative. Greenville Smart Initiative will continue to grow. We're looking into a lot of different areas right now to, to branch in. As we are more involved with industry and their needs, we are finding out that there's more things that we can do that we have to offer. And as we develop those, hopefully we'll be talking about some of those very soon in some of our podcasts. Uh, it's a really an exciting time. It's a challenging time to be in education, but the opportunities are, are endless right now. And so we want to focus in on areas that we know that we can be served with excellence at uh, as we develop students uh, to, again, equip them to be successful in their careers. Right. And we're hoping Experience First will, again, help the University grow. I'm, I keep saying experience first. <laughs> I, I, I'm stuck on it. Yeah. Um, the SMART initiative will help the university to grow, help Greenville to grow. And we're getting very excited about it. I, I've been telling people, I, Breck Nelson has been uh, just a, just a, a force of, of nature with this, this building, uh, getting everything going. And I know once this building is completed and the final screws are put in and the final locks are on the doors, you're going to you're, I, I can already see the wheels turning in your head. You're going to want to branch out and, and, and see what we, else we can do. If we can create some maker space in town. Oh, don't can... worry. There, there's some more things <laughs> in the plate already. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Well, we're very excited about it. And uh, I, I, we're just... <laughs> we would like to, uh, I'm sorry, a little production note there. We, we would like to invite more of our um, department heads to be uh, future guests and some of our business leaders in the Greenville area to come on our Greenville Smart podcast. So we'll be we'll be hunting you down and bringing you in here to come talk more about uh, Greenville Smart. Yeah, part of this Greenville Smart initiative is so unique that I would love to bring in some of the different department heads and professors to speak how education specifically can speaks into the Greenville Smart initiative and vice versa, as well as the music and business engineering. There's all these areas because that's what's so wonderful about this initiative. It's not the same across the board. It's a very adaptable to the needs uh, that each department is facing and the students that are facing. It gives us the ability to move quickly, to adapt, um, and to uh, equip. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. And we want everyone to, uh, to join us. It's an inclusive experience, yes. not exclusive. The Greenville Smart Podcast is brought to you by Greenville University and the Greenville, Illinois Chamber of Commerce. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you'll tune in for our next podcast, whenever that may be. And I want to thank you once again, Breck Nelson, for joining me today. Thank you, Elaine.